It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your still current network host, Daniel. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are leaving the comfort of Shore Stadium in Pittsburgh for the first time this season and traveling across country on Sunday night to take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is going to be a good game. Hopefully, <laughs> it's a lot better than the last one. You know, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers won 22 to 26 against the Cleveland Browns, but it was in poor fashion. You know, especially offensively, defensively, the game was going all over the place. The Steelers have not done a great job up to this point this year on both sides of the field. Let's hope that that gets the turn this week. But before we get into everything, let's talk about the stats. Following week two, the Raiders offense ranks 30th in the league in total offense with 250.5 yards per game. They're 21st in passing. That's 192.5 yards per game, 30th in rushing, 58 yards per game and tied for 30th in points at 13.5 points per game that's really low that's it's gonna be a good matchup for the pittsburgh steelers you know their defense has been a little bit struggling and you know especially in the running game you know i know that majority of those yards that they've given up have been on like two plays this year one from christian mccaffrey one last week from uh, the backup running back for the Cleveland Browns, and and I get it. It's frustrating, and hopefully this week, you know, the Steelers moved up Brendan Fihoko to the uh, 53-man roster, and I think he's going to be a guy that the Steelers can utilize against the run. I don't understand what went on the 53 when it came out, but he's there now. The Steelers are going to need him because even though Josh Jacobs hasn't really gotten going yet, he's got the talent. 
at the skill. He's been in the system. He knows the plays. It's just a matter of time for him to get back into football shape. You know, he took a lot of preseason and training camp off because of the fact that he was, you know, going through a contract situation as well. So with all that being said, you know, the Steelers can focus in on Josh Jacob. And, you know, they they have Devontae Adams outside as well. So he's gonna be somebody that Minka's gonna have to keep an eye on. You know, if he can do those two things, I think the Steelers will have a great opportunity to come up with the win here or at least be dominant off uh defensively. And defensively for the Raiders, they rank twenty third in total defense with 355 yards per game, 18th in passing, allowing 216.5 yards per game, 27th in rushing, allowing 138.5 yards, and tied for 25th in points allowed with 27 points. So defensively, they're not very good, and that's going to be great for the Steelers' struggling offense. Now, I've broken down film in the last two games you know, against the 49ers and against the Cleveland Browns. There seems to be some major flaws, two, two, two of them to, be, to begin with. One, the offensive line has been subpar, extremely subpar. The question going into uh, this year was, are the tackles going to be able to keep up with the interior offensive linemen? Is Dan Moore going to lose his job to Broderick Jones? You know, all the question marks were there. Is Dan Moore going to be able to move to the right side and take over for Chicksacoa for if he starts to you know, play subpar? Have they been an issue? Somewhat, yeah. The biggest concern for me was the one that we didn't think we had to have. And when it comes to the Steelers offense, and that's the interior offensive line, Isaac Siamalu, I thought he was going to be, he was a great pickup, but he was going to be a mentor and a guy that can lead by example as well for the rest of the offensive line that are young, you know, Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles prior teammate, or he was a teammate of Siamalu before it said that Siamalu was like the smartest guy he's you know, on the line that he's ever met, you know, things of that nature. And so everybody was really hyped. Everybody was really hyped. And so far, through two games, uh, I've been very disappointed in Sayomalu, especially in the running game. He's, it seems like he doesn't have much push off the line. In the passing game, I think he's done better. But in the running game, it's been subpar. Mason Cole, my God. Mason Cole has just been whiffing. He's been missing blocks. He's been out of alignment. He's been in situations where he's in the best position to block somebody, thus he gets moved around easily. And and those defensive players are taking a toll on this offense. You know, James Daniels was a concern last year throughout preseason, and then the regular season came, he was starting to pick it up, got going. Not the case this year. He's still struggling so far. I think he's probably the best line thus far, though, uh, on the Steelers' offense, but it still hasn't been the greatest, in my opinion. So let's talk about the Steelers' rankings. The Steelers rank in offense 31st in the league in total offense with just only 247 yards per game. That is horrible. That's, ex- that's so bad. 18th in passing with 199 yards per game, 31st in rushing with 48 yards per game. And that, like I said, that has to do with the scheme. Some of the scheme is pretty bad, right? You know, you have Najee Harris going lateral. That's not really his best game. You want him going up and down, up the field, not going sideways. You know, he's the guy up the middle. But you also have to understand that the opposing defenses know that about the pitch. They're trying to get the running game going. They know that Najee is a guy that goes up the middle. And so when Najee gets in the game, there's eight, nine guys in the box. Najee's getting hit right away. In fact, I think he's getting hit, you know, 0.3 yards past the line of scrimmage on average. He's not even getting a, a full yard before he's hit. It, it, it's concerning. I definitely agree. I think that 
maybe perhaps Jalen Warren might be a guy that should be getting a little bit more time on the field. Not because I think that Najee Harris is a bad you know, running back or a bust or anything like that. But the Steelers need a guy that can that has a little bit more burst that can break open and, and take some of these plays the distance or get some really big gains. And Najee's had that here and there. But I think Jalen Warren, that's more in his game. Najee is more of a beat you down, grind it out. And then in the fourth, third quarter, when the defense is tired and they don't want to hit him anymore, he's coming in hard and boom, boom, boom. Well, that's exactly what the Steelers wanted him to do, at least. Defenses know that. You know, there's tape from last year. I know folks come in and think that, you know, the Steelers did great last year in, in the second half of the season, which they did, and that they could build on that, which was the hope. But there's no building. It's almost like they're still there, like stagnant. And now that there's tape on what the Steelers want to do and their strengths and weakness, and they're still playing the same type of plays, not building, it's just not an equation for success. It's not a formula for success. So the Steelers are 26 in points offensively with only scoring 16 and a half points per game. Defensively, though, it doesn't get any better, to be honest with you. I know that, you know, the Steelers have some dogs on the outside edge. They do. Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt are probably the best you know, outside edge duo in the league. And they single-handedly won the game last week. You know, the Steelers were down in the fourth quarter. I know a lot of people say this. They were down in the fourth quarter, got negative yards, and somehow won the game. But let's talk about the defense. They're ranked 30th in total defense, allowing 399.5 yards per game, only almost 400 yards per game. They're 16th in passing, allowing over 206 yards per game, 37 rushing, <laughs> dead last in rushing, allowing 193 yards per game. Now, again, Christian McCaffrey had a long run. Ford had a long run. You, know, you take those out of that equation, which you really can't, but if you were to, I mean, it drops it down to a more respectable amount per game. But on those plays, especially the one with uh, the Cleveland Browns, he was just, I don't know, he's been another disappointment. You know, I, I don't understand why the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't playing Joey Porter a little bit more. You know, I felt that he's played well in, in the time that he's played. He got, hasn't gotten a lot of exposure, so we can't really see or determine if he's going to be a, a good, great, or bad player yet. But so far, you know, in the few snaps that we've seen of him, I thought he did fairly well. The Levi Wallace has been getting burnt. You know, Patrick Peterson, he's been targeted as well. Now, I'll say that Patrick Peterson has probably played a little bit better, but he's given up a couple of touchdowns this year. I think he's like, what, 34? So he's up there. He's not as fast as he used to be. Levi Wallace was never fast. In fact, that's why he was a walk-on in Alabama. That's why he was undrafted going into the NFLs because he didn't have that speed. And it's okay. You know, there's other ways you can work around that. But when you have two guys on the outside that lack in speed, man, that becomes a huge liability. And I just don't think that the Steelers can afford to allow a guy like Devontae Adams to abuse these outside corners. They're going to need some help over the top, and they're going to need help from the pass rush. Left tackle Colton Miller for the Vegas Raiders is a guy that, has played very well this year. He has allowed just one pressure this season. He has not allowed a quarterback hit or a sack through two games. This is going to be his biggest test of the season. He's going to be going up against Alex Highsmith, who had a big game last week. This would be a good test for Alex. I think that, the, you know, if I was the Raiders and I had my best left tackle going up against Alex Highsmith and he hasn't allowed a pressure or, or one pressure, hasn't allowed a QB hit, no sacks, I might feel a little bit more comfortable with my left tackle going out there and competing against Alex Highsmith and double teaming TJ Watt. All right. And I think that's probably going to be what we're going to see on Sunday night as far as the 
defense of the Vegas Raiders. The other thing that Vegas is going to want to do is they're going to try to exploit the Steelers run defense. You know, they have Josh Jacobs, who was a leading uh, rusher last year in the league. You know, like I said before, he took some time off. He's he's getting back to, to speed. Right. But we've seen other running backs that take a little bit of time. You know, one from our, you know, the Steelers past, Le'Veon Bell. There was a few years there where he didn't participate in the preseason, you know, whether it was his choice or not. When it came down to him playing in the regular season, it took a few games for him to get right. I'm pretty sure the Vegas is looking at this game and looking at the Steelers 31st ranked or 32nd ranked King defense and thinking that this is possibly a get right game. And it could be. But I think that Brendan Fioko is going to bring another aspect of this game. He's going to be able to at least manage the interior. You know, hopefully that keeps guys like Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, Landon Roberts clean. You know, in the middle linebacker position, we may actually even see Mark Robinson come out in this kind of game because of his uh, ability to stop the run. The Raiders are pretty balanced. I think they're fifty-one and some change percent passing, forty-eight percent running the ball. Very different from the Steelers. The Steelers are over 70% passing. It's it's insane. But a lot of that had to come with because they were so far behind against uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And to be honest, the rushing game has just been inept. It hasn't been good, you know, for the Steelers. And and they should have a decent game this, this week. This is going to be a game where one of these teams get right. And one team's going to you know, have some question marks at the end of it. We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll have a few words from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we're going to talk about keys to victory and what the Steelers need to do. And I'll give you guys my prediction on the game. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, look at that. You made it back. Welcome back to the other side where we're going to be talking more about the Steelers versus Raiders game this Sunday night. Don't want to miss this game. I think the Steelers, they show up in prime time. Now, I know this on the road and I know this is on the West Coast. And I put that in quotations because it's the state's not really lined up to the coast, is it? Right. It's, it's next to California. California is on the coast. And so this is more of a, a little bit, in my opinion. It's still a, a change of time and, and it's long distance. And Mike Tomlin came out earlier this week and said that they were going to try some things different when it came to their traveling. 
you know, it hasn't worked out in the past too well where the Steelers try to make it like any other day. I remember back when they went to London, I think it was, the Steelers didn't show up until like, you know, because before the game and try to treat it like a normal game. And, and they lost to a Viking team that they probably should have beat that game that year. And maybe if they do that year, they're going into the playoffs. I think they were one game behind. You know, it's about time that, that Tomlin changes his um, his plans when it comes to travel. You would have thought that this would have been done a long time ago, given the fact that he's and the Steelers have had a lot of difficulty on road games, especially on the West Coast. But they're going to try to change it up. They'll probably be out there a little bit earlier this week if they're not already there. I hope they are. And and getting accustomed to the time change and, and everything else that goes along with it. Fortunately, you know, it's it's like a night game. It's a five o'clock. 520 local time in Vegas. So it's not too late for the Steelers or anything like that. It's not also too early, given the fact that, you know, sometimes when you know West games go to the East Coast and they have to play one o'clock game, that's usually pretty much like 9 a.m., you know, where they're at or 10 a.m., I'm sorry. And, you know, it's a three-hour difference that's playing way earlier than you're used to and accustomed to. So I think it's actually difficult for West Coast teams to come over, you know, than it is for East Coast teams to go westbound. But, you know, the Steelers traditionally are here recently, and especially under Ben Roethlisberger, statistically and, and on every aspect, haven't done well on the West Coast. But I think that changes this year. I think the Steelers have an opportunity here to do something positive. Now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall on the shoulders of, these, of the offense, right? The defense can do their part. And I think that if the offense was up to snuff, then the yards per game, the rushing yards, the passing yards, the uh, points allowed would probably come down. The problem is the offense, especially early on in games, have been three and out, three and out, three and out. And they have left the defense on the field for an extremely long time. You know, fatigue, tired does set in. You know, these are professional athletes and I understand get paid to do this job, but they're also human beings. And, you know, if you go back to last year you know, in the first game against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, T.J. Watt was on the field for so long and ended up coming up with a major injury with his pec, took him out for half the season, and he never really was the same that year. Fortunately, by all appearances, he's gotten 100% healthy and he's back to his old self, you know, coming up with already four sacks this season. You know, he's going to have to pressure Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo's passing rating when he's clean, no pressure allowed, is 102.8, one of the higher ups there. He's a good quarterback when he's clean, but when he's under pressure, he drops down to 25.6. So the Steelers are going to have to pressure him, make him make fast decisions and try to be accurate with those fast decisions. And hopefully the Steelers can come up with some pass breakups or even interceptions in this situation. But the offense is going to have to play better. Like I mentioned, Kenny Pickett is going to have to play better. I was in stadium at the Browns game. My seats are in section 122, you know, down the down the aisle down the line from Dave Schofield seats. So we get a chance to see uh, the field from the end zone, right? And from that vantage point, you can see the plays develop and things like that. And I'll tell you, there were receivers open everywhere throughout that game. And just Kenny wasn't seeing the field. You know, I went back and I broke down the film. Uh, go check it out at State of the Steelers on YouTube. And I showed that, hey, it appears that Kenny's having a little bit of problems with the zone. And his stats kind of indicate that. when. Kenny Pickett is clean and in the pocket. His rating is 51.2. That's super low. But when he's under pressure and moving around, it jumps up to 98.2. And I think that's because you know Kenny is struggling with the 
fundamentals of the play, you know, where to look, his progressions are a little bit slow. And when he runs around, starts to, you know, gets into pressure, that's when it becomes more of a uh, backyard broken play where you have receivers running. And what he's doing is he's just looking for an open receiver and he's making good decisions in that aspect. But when he's clean and he has to go through the progressions, it's not been as well. He's going to have to turn that around. You know, when it comes to big time throw percentage, Kenny Pickett is zero percent turnover worthy play. Kenny Pickett is a four point six five percent. Give you guys an example. Big time percentage for Garoppolo is one point seven two percent and turnover play uh, worthy plays are at one point seven two percent as well for Jimmy Garoppolo. So at this point, you know, it's not by a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, you know, wowing anybody, but he is a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett at this point. Do I think that Kenny can fix this? I, I sure do. There were some plays there, especially the touchdown pass to George Pickens, where Kenny Pickett went through his progressions and he found Pickens in the hole of the zone and, and got it to him on time and accurate. It's about consistency. He needs to continually do that. And if he can, I think that this team can really start to turn things around. But it's going to depend on him. Right now, the way defenses are playing, they're playing too high zone. Right. The safety's going up and they have a lot of guys in the box to stop the run when Najee's in there. This team's been a little bit predictable. I'll admit that as well. You know, during the game, I was there with my father. Every time Darnell Washington came in, I would tell my dad, especially in the second half or whatever, and I believe in the second quarter, I was like, hey, Darnell Washington's coming in. This is going to be a run. And like 90 percent of the time it was true. And then once you saw like Calvin Austin, Pat Fryermuth come out on the field, you're like, all right, a pass. There was maybe one or two times where they ended up running out of a personnel that I wasn't, me, myself, didn't think that they were going to do. Calvin Austin, Washington on the field, and a bunch of receivers, and then they ended up running the ball or doing some sort of like reverse sweep or whatever the whatever it was. Yeah, you know, I saw those things. And so the way the Steelers are going to beat that, or if they have any hope to beat that, is if their quarterback can hit the, the whole shot when there's cover two, and um, if your quarterback can make anticipatory throws in of the defense accurately and on time when the receivers are running through there. That's been the biggest issue when it comes to Kenny Pickett is the anticipatory right? He's been inaccurate when it comes to those, um, and he's been behind time. Just to kind of explain that a little bit, when it comes to man coverage, you just got to, you know, you're going to read leverage and see who has the better leverage, and that's the position you're going to. When it comes to zone, you have to know where your receivers are, where they're going, where the defense is at, where the holes in the defense are, and when your receiver is going to go into those holes. It's a lot of anticipation, right? You have to throw into the hole before the receiver is there. And if you don't do it on time, you're going to see some, some balls low, some balls behind, and that's exactly what we're seeing. When you go and you look at the San Francisco 49er game, there was a play in specific where Kenny looked off to the right and then threw to the slant, and it didn't go well. It was to Deontay Johnson. It went low. It should have been a walk-in touchdown. This week against the Cleveland Browns, there were a couple of slant plays that went on. One of them was intercepted. It was like the first pass play of the game. And in that situation, instead of trying to look off the receiver, I think he was trying to you know make an accurate throw. So he stared down his receiver. And, you know, middle linebacker saw him and cut the play. There was another play a little bit later on in the game, probably in the second half. George Pickens did a slant from the outside. And Allen Robinson from the slot crossed towards the sideline. Um, they were both on the same side of the field. And Kenny Pickett threw it to George Pickens. And it ended up getting deflected from one of the defensive guys on the line. From my perspective, from where I saw things, 
it was a lucky situation because number 44 linebacker for the Cleveland Browns was watching Kenny Pickett and he had seen, you know, Kenny was eyeing the guy. He'd seen it and he started to drift that way. And had it not been pass deflected, I think there's a chance that that was going back to the house on a pick six. So in my opinion, he got very lucky in that situation. All right. So you have a couple of things that Kenny needs to work on. He needs to work on his anticipatory throw and getting his timing down. Now, you know, I would say maybe when it comes to these slants and and not getting, you know, his accuracy being low, could be because Deontay Johnson's not there and he's worked with him throughout the entire year. But we got to. You also have to realize that he had the same struggles with Deontay Johnson in the lineup. Just like I mentioned, he had a walk-in touchdown. Now, I don't know what's going on. This isn't something that we saw out of Kenny Pickett as far as the inaccuracy and the shakiness and him running around. You know, his footwork has been all over the place. I think that I don't think he was prepared for the speed of the 49ers defense. And he's a little shook. He needs to get he needs to calm down. He needs to get back in rhythm and he needs to move the ball down the field and gain some confidence. I think he's just a little shaky right now. Like I said, there were some plays in the Browns game. It wasn't all horrible. There were some plays where he flashed. Now, if he can consistently do those type of plays and make those plays routinely, which is like hitting the zone where it's wide open. I mean, George Pickens had nobody around him. He was naked on the field. You know, making that NFL throw, it's not a hard throw to make. Consistently do that because defenses are going to try to stop the run, so they're going to give you an opportunity to pass. You can't hold on. You can't second guess. There's some of that going on as well. I've seen that in his tape since last year where he has a guy open, and he's like double clutching it, and then ends up running and just leaves it there. It happened multiple occasions, and defenses have seen that. They have that on tape. They know that, and Kenny, he struggles in the zone, and so that's what they've been throwing out. And Once Kenny proves that he can beat that, you can hit that whole shot. Defenses will line up, and I think that it'll be a lot better for the running game as well because they'll have to respect Kenny Pickett's ability to throw the ball down the field, and they won't be able to just load the box every time that Najee comes in. But out of that formation, you you got to also throw the ball. You know, if, if Najee comes in and all you're doing is handing it off to him, this becomes predictable, right? You're going to have to throw out of that formation. You're going to have to run out of other formations to keep defenses honest. This is where the coaching aspect does come into play. You know, I'm not um, a subscriber to, oh, these plays are horrible. Matt Canada can't call a perfect play or whatever the case. There was a lot of plays that were called on Monday night that were very good. You know, there was the swing pass to to, uh, Jalen Warren where the receivers just kind of muddied the water and got his linebacker that was covering him caught in space and he had it open. He took it off for a big game. You know, there were other plays like that. So in that type of situation, I don't necessarily understand the whole hatred towards him as far as that goes. You know, but I do get what I was saying earlier that not, you know, being a little bit predictable with your personnel and things like that, that is on coach. You're putting your team in a wrong position and you're allowing the opposing defense to hone in on what you're actually doing. And this team, in my opinion, isn't strong enough to be a team that's like, all right, you know what we're going to do but we're still going to beat you. You know, like the Pittsburgh Steelers during uh, Le'Veon Bell and and the Killer the killer Beast era. You know, Ramon Foster has said it before, that he's told, you know, the Bengals, you know, they'd known what the play was, but they couldn't stop it. This team isn't there yet, nowhere near. So they needed things a little bit more. Um, they can't be just so much predictable. And in that aspect, I completely agree. And so now let's talk a little bit of keys to victory. So with the Steelers defense, you know, I think that they have to apply pressure to Garoppolo. Like I mentioned 
his passer rating when he's under pressure is extremely low. And you're also going to have to not let Jacobs get going. I'm not saying that this defensive backs have to cover, and that's one of the biggest things. But if you can get pressure and that front seven can get pressure and stop the run, that's going to do wonders for the cornerbacks and, and this entire team. And they're going to be able to exploit this Raiders offense and get off the field, right? That's one of the biggest issues is that third down has been like a uh, – kryptonite to this defense even if it's third and long especially against the 49ers i don't know what it is they just struggle on third and long is, are they playing to prevent are they you know playing not to lose and instead of playing to win in those scenarios that it's just coming back to bite them in the rear i don't know i don't know but it is it's got to change third downs Steelers need to get off the field that is the biggest down that i've seen where the steelers have failed in the last couple of weeks defensively and also in the running game. But when it comes to like specific downs and, you know, the Steelers have done well in first and second down, getting teams to third down. They need to get off the field. If they can do that, I think they got a great opportunity. Offensively, we got to get the running game going. I would personally like to see Jalen Warren out there a little bit more. I think he's a little bit more diverse of a back. He's not just a one-trick pony. You know, Najee Harris, he's he's a bruiser. He's a run straight guy. He's not going to be able to outrun anybody. He does have ability to catch, but, you know, he's not a Le'Veon Bell, right? And Jalen Warren, he isn't either. But Jalen Warren has some explosiveness. He has some speed to his game. He can pass block as well, very well. He also can catch and do some things with his legs in an open field. I'm not saying Najee's a bust or any of those, but right now I think that to get this team going and to get defenses to line up a little bit, Steelers may need to start giving the ball to somebody else and get the defense out of position. Not so much because, you know, Najee is a worse back. I think if if Najee was going up against the same fronts and Jalen Warren has the privilege of going up against, I think that, you know, Najee would have more success. But defensive, these know when he comes in and if he's getting the ball, you know, they crash down. So we got to get the running game going. And, Kenny has to figure out the zone defense. This offense is not going to go anywhere until he does. You know, and I know a lot of people are saying, change the coordinator, change the coordinator. It's too simple. It's too simple. Well, here's the thing. These simple concepts, receivers are getting open. If Kenny can't read the simple concept and get to the open guy, I struggle to think that he's going to be able to read a more complex concept and still get it to an open guy. You got to remember, this guy also got a, what was it, a 17 on that smart test, you know, that the uh, players do before the combine that's lower than cj stroud who got an 18 and was criticized higher off season because of it i don't know i don't know kenny needs to get it together and then i think if he does i think that this offense can open up a little bit more and it can relieve some of that pressure that the steelers are having where it's are just they're just gonna play the way you know they're gonna play to your, towards your weakness i mean in ben roethlisberger's late career you know defenses or probably towards the, you know, the third of his career, defense has started to have a single safety high back and we're defending the deep pass. And then as Ben Roethlisberger aged and he wasn't throwing the ball deep and defenses changed their, their scheme against the Steelers as well to try to take away what their strength is. You know, if you go back to that season when the Steelers went 11 and 0, you know, the defenses were treating Ben Roethlisberger like old Ben, where he was chucking the ball down the field. And what Ben was doing was just dumping it off real quick. Boom, boom, boom. And it worked for a while. It went 11 and 0. But once the opposite defenses, the opposing defenses realized that Ben had struggled throwing the ball deep and he wasn't himself, things began to change. Looks began. And until the Steelers showed that he can still throw it over the top, which they never really did, we never saw a change in defense or philosophy. And we, we saw the same stuff happen every week.
the team struggled until they got into the two minute drill when defenses aren't maybe necessarily making, you know, going towards their game plan, playing more of a prevent defense, right? In the last two minutes of each quarter or each half, that's the only consistent thing that we saw. And that seems to be the only consistent thing that we're seeing this year as well. You know, the, the drive that looked the best for the Pittsburgh Steelers in San Francisco was off of a tomb drill, a situation where the defense don't get to call every play, you know, because they don't go to the huddle. So they play more of a base defense. So with that being said, let's do some prediction time. You know, I still think that the Steelers have an opportunity to win this game. If they can apply pressure to Garoppolo, like I mentioned before, he's not very good under pressure. Josh Jacobs hasn't had the best year so far. So if they can continue that trend and get in his face and stop the run. I think this defense is going to have an opportunity to win. It's going to fall down on Kenny Pickett. Now, there's no overnight solution that's going to change Kenny Pickett from what he's been doing this regular season to just all of a sudden quarterback. It's going to have to be a progression. It seems like that's been what's been going on since you know he started last year. It's been missing. A little bit slower than probably we would all like, but he has been progressing and he's shown flashes. So all he has to do is just get a little bit more consistent. I, I think he's going to get more consistent as time goes on, which means he'll get better as time goes on. I don't know how much time the Steelers are going to give him to get better, you know, probably the entire season. But at this point, he's played 16 games, which is almost a full season. This will be the 17th game that he's appeared in uh, this Sunday night. And that's a full season. In this game, he don't throw two touchdowns, he would have played a full season not throwing multiple touchdowns in a single game. And that's not good stuff. That's not good stats. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe the Steelers will change the coordinator after this season. If you know, I don't think the Steelers are going to ever fire Mike, uh, Mike Canada, Matt Canada. I don't think they're going to fire him. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think maybe those contract laps. And it's kind of what the Steelers MO has been for the last few years. I don't know. Maybe a new coordinator coming in, make things simpler, would help Kenny Pickett in a more quarterback friendly system. I don't know. I just, to me, if the first read ain't open, it's a bit of a struggle, but I think, I think he can turn it around. I, I really do. I think he can turn it around. I think the offensive line has great leadership and experience. They just don't have the chemistry right now. I think that builds and I think the offensive line gets better over time. I do think we might need to be looking for a center soon though. So my prediction is the Steelers are going to win this game, but it's going to be another low scoring close game. I'm going to go ahead and say 16 to 13 Pittsburgh Steelers win and go two and one and on to the next team. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up on Twitter, my handle, or X, my handle is State of Steelers. I'll be putting up a uh, post later on today asking for your score prediction. Let me know what you guys think. With that being said, I'll see you guys on Monday on The Hangover with Shannon. Don't forget to check out all the other audio podcasts. We have Je uh, Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride. Dave Schofield does at Geek, Stat Geek and Big Brosco Show on YouTube. You have um, Brian Anthony Davis. Is on the preview with Jeff and Dave, and also does bad language. Don't want to miss any of those great videos and content, so make sure you like, subscribe, do the whole nine yards, download, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.